comfortably through their cold balance sets, and older comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 through 4 p.m. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the House of Pride show with your host, Tweeka Turner, and my lovely co-host, Pearl Teeth. Captain's Law, start date 1329.1. We've taken aboard from an unregistered transport vessel its captain and three unusual females. These women have a mysterious magnetic effect on the male members of my group, including myself. Explanation unknown at present. Our guests today on House of Pride include... I'm Lee Crow and I play Gavin Girk. I'm Lori Bushman and I play Mud in Mud's Mammoth. Star Trek Live at the Oasis. Rousing, isn't it? <laughs> Let's have a nice round of applause yeah. for Leo Crow and Laurie Bushman. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for uh, having us. How exciting. Oasis is uh, mounting a wonderful production of the classic TV show Star Trek called Star Trek Live Muds Women. What's that all about? Well, it's one of the original 60s uh, episodes from the beloved television show, and we are doing an all-gender-reversed uh, retelling of the show. It's all drag in space. <laughs> oh, my God. I can barely contain myself. Now, I'm old enough to remember the, the, the episode, but I don't really? know about my co-host. Let's ask Pearl Tees. I don't. I can't recall like specific episodes in general, but I grew up watching Star Trek. So. It was so funky for its time. Ahead of its time, would you say? The 60s one definitely was pushing some envelopes, and I think ahead of its time in, in visualizing a, a, uh, you know, a utopian future for us, hopefully. And also <laughs> uh, ahead of its time in equality for the races. All of that. I think so. Now, who plays... Uh, Wow. Uh, who plays uh, the, the dog pack? Uh, in the, in the... <laughs> uh, we're casting them as we speak. Is that real? Oh, it that... is real. I thought it was my iPad. Security. Security to the sidewalk. It's just just another day in Red the alert. mission. Red alert. Right. <laughs> Live from San Francisco. <laughs> it's that hood of pride show. Right. <laughs> so, wait. Let me... Think if I can remember the character's name. One of my favorites is Euphoria. Uhura. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. You have drag damage, Tweeka. I have. Don't I, start with a youth. I don't even know Kylie. I always say Kylie Minogue's 
no, I don't even know the artist's name anymore. I have to be honest with you. Minogo, whatever. I do a DJ too. That's terrible. I just know Kylie. Really, I go by. It's okay. You're now. on a first name basis with her. That's sweet. So, who plays Lieutenant Uhura? I would be the fabulous Honey Mahogany. Yay! Uh, yes, yeah, she Love is her. fantastic, and we have uh, three other fantastic queens who play the guest stars, who play the titular, if you will, uh, Mud's you women. Get it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> now, who are they? Uh, they are Valentine, Jordan Lamore, and Persia. Oh, oh! Persia. Now is Persia? Per- Persia is that how you say it's three Persia, syllable? No. Oh, Persia. Okay. I He's thought just it was, being fancy. That was fancy. <laughs> Very French. I love her. I, I play, now, as a DJ, I played her at Christmas song. Um, Santa is coming to town. Santa Claus is uh-huh. coming to town. I think it's yeah. just Santa Claus is coming. Oh, it's coming. Emphasis on, yeah. <laughs> I am, no G. Um, yes. So, fabulous. Um, now, we're going to get into your, your guy's story, but um, tell us the backstory of what Mud's women mean. Well, uh, Mud's women are some... Mud is a kind of a space pirate who has these women as his cargo that he is selling. Well, it sounds bad, worse than it is, but he They're is, like mail-order brides. They're like... They, they're of. willingly. They, they want to be... They want some husbands. And some so rich he's husbands. brokering that for them. Regardless and, of what, uh, you know, alien form. Well, <laughs> you know, they want hot husbands, basically. But, you know... But the thing is, is that they're taking a drug that is making them appear more attractive the than Venus they might drug. otherwise be. Like Krelutes? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's... This is from the other way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Only they're ta- Yeah, it's complicated. But, <laughs> but, but fun. But fun. Oh, so I was trying to wrap my around... My my mind around um, mud like what did that mean but it's actually a character Correct. who's like mud is a guy is some some dude with a beard actually a has curly a mustache. fantastic curly mustache now who plays mud I am mud oh yeah, yeah. I play mud Lori is a co-director my... and and guest star and guest star <laughs> as how mud. long did it take you guys to put this together well, this time we rehearsed, we actually had a run in, um, that started in September, went into October, and it was so popular that we are decided to go ahead and bring back this original episode. So we rehearsed, oh, I don't know. We had a short rehearsal yeah, period. About but about a uh, month, yeah. about a month, I guess. Uh, but everybody's very pro and uh, it's an it's awesome laugh riot, I would say. It is really funny. Now, as an actress, Laurie, what did it take to um, to bring your character to life? Well, <laughs> I would say an Irish space pirate <laughs> accent and a swirly curly mustache, a swirly curly mustache, and a big, big hat with a big, big feather. Um, so he's kind of a gay Irish space pirate. Does he uh, have a lucky charm? Ah, uh, he's magically delicious. Highly, he comes in off terrible, terrible, terrible. Yes, it is terrible. Now, what was it that made you guys choose this episode? Well, it is a great episode because it has a lot of opportunities for drag. There are uh, three guest star hot alien chicks as well as Uhura and so it um, it it lends itself very well to the camp that we bring out in it in our performance. It does it does uh, it has a lot of subtext about 
uh, gender roles and, and what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a beautiful woman uh, by virtue of the space drug. And so it, 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 it lends itself to loving parody. Back like in that. the day, I think I like that probably that. had some um, poignancy to the message. Well, in some of the lines, you kind of can't believe that they weren't written for people in drag once you actually read them. So, <laughs> oh, and, and, and we really fabulous. don't we really don't veer uh, very far from the script from the original script at all. Can you give uh, us one example of the a line that would is you know daring? Per did se? these women come voluntarily? Every time. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's right there. And you are very Captain Kirk. Lovely. I am Captain Kirk. And what did it take for you to inflate that role? Uh, <laughs> it cannot be inflated. What? One maker's mark? What? <laughs> no, this is something I have been doing my entire life. So it just uh, putting on the uniform and just... Uh, just doing it and it's so much fun because uh, as i say to people often that it's a great part to play because you can never be too big you can never do too much oh pearl this just didn't tell our listeners what we have to offer them oh so you guys if you call in in about 20 minutes we'll be giving you two free tickets to see the show live thursday january 7th um and you guys know the phone number oh well let's um and the show is at 7. It starts at 7 at Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 6.30 doors. Let's reiterate the phone number. It's 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. You know, I'm just too... I can't contain myself. Call now, folks. Whoever is the... <laughs> Call now. <laughs> well, girl, there goes that Facebook post. Let me change it. <laughs> yes, it's your online friends. Um, I know Christina is pining to see this. Christina, Miss Lady Bug Gilmore, if you're listening, call in to House Broad Radio, win a pair of tickets to Star Trek Live. Um, let's have a bit, let's have some fun. Let's listen to what it sounds like when the mud women arrive to the, to the spaceship, I'm Clever. assuming. Okay, here it goes. Oh, let me turn the volume up. Kirk to transporter room, report. Islands. We're in good hands. Bridge to transporter room. Clearing the asteroid belt now, Captain. Deflector screen down, Mr. Powell. Captain to transporter room. Are you reading me or not, Mr. Scott? Bridge to transporter room. How many did we get off? Oh, um, four in all, sir. The captain, that vessel can walk. I want him in my cabin immediately. Correction. I want them there where they can walk or not. Kirk out. Kirk, Kirk out. Kirk live. Kirk us. out. See, like what he said there. He was all, how many did we get off? You know, there it is in the show, and it gets a huge laugh. Who plays the drag queens? I mean, uh, the mud women. Did you, we go through this already? We did. Okay. We did. But we can go through that. it again. It's the gorgeous Jordan Lamore, the talented Valentine, and Persia. Perfect. Perfect. Um, we should res- re- uh, mention the rest of the cast. Yes, uh, there are more than a- drag queens in this yeah, show, Tweeka. All right, no big deal though. No big deal kings. that me, this happens to be a show. Let me expand. Helmed my mind. by drag kings. <laughs> 
and it's been a great success. So we have an entire crew of the Enterprise. It opens up, and you have all women dressed as your as your familiar uh, crew of the Enterprise, and right. it's a really great. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Do you have that food processor thing in there? We're talking about drag kinks. All right, are you done? Because are you really? Because is that was that it? Right. Is that all we get? Right. Was that it? Okay, we're done. <laughs> a sidebar, sorry. The the food processor. Yes, talk about a food processor. No, who did we cover all the actors? I'm sorry. <laughs> we have the whole crew. There is Emily France as Scotty. She's quite hilarious. She is unintelligible, and it's hilarious. <clears throat> There is Amo Isu as Mr. Sulu. Mr. Sulu. Oh, love her. Yeah, and really fantastic. Um, we have uh, uh, Zelda Kovznoski as uh, Bones the first week. And then after that, uh, Dina Davenport taking cool. over for Dr. McCoy. And then we have Amber Sommerfeld as Mr. Spock. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, very serious Mr. Spock. <laughs> like really the straight man of the show I love it yes and who else do we that's get all, that's, that's it, it. Okay, Does, uh, yeah. I feel like Kit Tapata should make a cameo appearance right right absolutely when uh, Lori gets pushed down the stairs we'll call Kit uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, not to mention all the folks behind the scenes I'm making it come to life with sound and yeah visuals. yes we have a great uh, the Oasis is a wonderful uh, really functional performance space with fantastic stage and lights and um, sound yeah. and our Production manager, producer, production manager. Is that what Sarah is? Sarah uh, Feige. Production designer. Yes, production and designer. She, yeah, she's Sarah done an amazing job and built set. me a fantastic chair. Yes, that is Captain's a lot of fun. Chair is yeah. super fierce, exact replica <laughs> yep. from the blueprints from the and show. And everything. We have uh-huh. all the sound from the original show, the music, sound effects. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's really fun if you if you love Star Trek, it's super fun. But I, I think it's fun to, even if you don't. I think I've talked like to Star lots Trek. of people after the show who's like, my friend dragged me and I had the best time. So I don't love d- that. don't let that you know. And if you've lived in this country or. Or in this you century, in the world in this century, then you then you know about Star Trek, right? I mean, every decade has had its own reboot, and yes. I mean, the original mm-hmm. one, you know, since it aired, has had a, you know, a, an amazing following, and still does. And most of them are all on Netflix, yeah. So go for it. Now, where can we get tickets? Uh, at sfoasis.com, and um, yeah, we run from January sixth. Through the 23rd, a Wednesday through Saturdays, and curtain is at 7 o'clock, doors okay. at 6.30. But you can wait in the Fez Bar starting at 6 with some fantastic bartenders, and they also have a whole list of Star Trek-themed cocktail specials. I oh. love it. <laughs> oh, and we definitely cute. encourage people to come dressed Yes, up. please Pretty come in uniform. Every uh, show, there are people there in some kind of Star Trek costume or uniform, and it's... It really makes it a lot of fun, and it is very interactive as well. And during intermission, we do something called Stump the Captain. And um, so I I go out as Captain Kirk and ask uh, if anyone wants to answer a trivia question, and I bring them up. And if they get my trivia question correct, it gives them a chance to stump the captain, and they can ask me a trivia question. And if I get the question wrong, they get to have a drink of their choice. I Hardly ever happens. <laughs> well, a few times, maybe. <laughs> I love that. No, it's but it's fun because there are a lot of Trekkies in the house, so people do like to get up and, you know, flaunt their knowledge. I'm yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Some really fun. We had a, actually we closed on 
Halloween. And we had a big, we had a crazy wonderful house full of all kinds of nutty costumes. And we had a costume contest and it was really fun. What a great time. That's cool. Actually, one of my favorite Halloween costumes, someone dressed up as Data and he looked dead on him. Mm-hmm. It was yep. kind of scary. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's cool. So yeah. do people who come in costume win a prize to they compete uh, in the little costume contest? That was just for Halloween. Oh, just for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, you know, if you get our undying love, if you, uh, you know, if you come in uniform. And uh, photo opportunities. That's right. So after the show, we all magically transport into the front bar and you can um, get your pictures with all the cast. You can buy them drinks. You can make them laugh. You can ask them the trivia questions that you were too afraid to get up and ask them. I that love was, that. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. It's a whole event. It's, whole, it's a great evening. Now, is this going to continue on later on? We will be doing more episodes in the future. We really wanted to, um, because we had such a great response with this episode when we did it in the fall, we didn't really have enough time to do a new episode, but we really wanted uh, more people to be able to see this one, so we're doing this one again. And then we will be bringing back Star Trek again in 2016. Another How exciting. It, it's a franchise now. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, it wouldn't be Star Trek if it wasn't a franchise, <laughs> would it? The live version. Exactly. It's like Golden Girls. It'll be annual. Only Perennial. funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I did. I'm the captain of the ship. Well, I hear somebody laughing in the green room. <laughs> is, that, is that who I think it is? It is. Oh, should we bring Tony in? Ladies and gentlemen, Tony, are you ready? Tony Bakley. Tony Bakley, ladies and gentlemen. Lori and I have worked with Tony many times over the past 500 years. Hi, Tony. Oh, it doesn't have wheels. Hi, Tony. Welcome. I'm Ambular. I don't need Ambular. Wow, it's nice to have you back. What do I say? Um, right, you right sit right on that blue yeah. chair. I'm going to stand. Hi, Tony. So hey. what a coincidence. You have all worked together on, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, the Poseidon Adventure? Yes. Yes, the Poseidon Adventure. Wow. What a coincidence. <laughs> I know. Weird, eh? Oh, it is? Why is that, Tony? <laughs> well, isn't that what we're watching on cable access right now and streaming? Yes. Yeah. It's been streaming for how long now? Uh, I think a couple of weeks. There was a major little, major minor goof off uh, with the scheduling for, with the, the programming department. They sent me all the wrong broadcast dates, so I sent oops. out all the press releases with uh, the wrong press, I know. It was a big oops, but oh, well. whatever. It got fixed, and um, so I'm here to tell you all about it. Um, you should tune in and see it. I think the final two shows are, the final two broadcasts are this Friday and Saturday, uh, December 1st and 2nd, that's Pacific time, from 6 to 7.30. Ooh. I think that might be the folks calling in to win free tickets to Star Trek. Hold your thought. We're going to take that live. Uh, it's the programming department calling to sue. Hello, House of Pride Radio. You're live on the air. Who are we speaking with? This is Grand Duchess Olivia Hart. How are you today? Ooh. Oh, I'm fine. Hey, Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> Who are you with today? Uh, well, Pearl. <laughs> we are with the crew from Star Trek Live. 
Oh, I'd love to be there. I love Star Trek. Yes, we're with Laurie Bushman, Leo Crow, and a new addition, uh, the legendary Tony Bigling. Ta-da. So wow. you are, will win a pair of tickets to Star Trek Thursday night if you can answer this one trivial question. Oh, my gosh. All right. How, how well do you think you know Star Trek? I'm in the middle. I remember okay. the original Star okay. Trek. All right. All right. Um, let's see. What were the little furry, adorable creatures called in that classic, hilarious episode where Captain Kirk gets covered by them? The trouble with... There's a whole bunch oh. of... Oh. I actually see them in my head All crawling right. on top of them. Look under your bed. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. You win. It's the trouble with Tribbles. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Olivia. Excellent. <laughs> Listen, we know where to find you, and we'll hook you up with those tickets. Thank you so much for calling. This is fabulous. Oh, I'm so excited now. Star Trek Live. <laughs> You're Thank going. You. Let's have a nice round of applause for Yay. Olivia, our winner. Yay. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. All right. little Fun. side tour. Tony, take over, honey. <laughs> Where were we at? We, we, they got it wrong first, but now you're, we're all set for the last two days of showing on cable? Um, yeah. The, this Friday, the January 1st, and then Saturday the 2nd are going to be the final two. Um, I tried to put in for an extension, but I haven't heard back yet. So. What time is that, Tony? It's 6 o'clock to 7.30. And how do people listen to that? Well, it's... Or see that. If you're in San Francisco, you tune into cable channel 76, Seventy-six. Or you can look up the Facebook link if you have access to Facebook. You can look up the Sick and Twisted Players there, and there's a link. Um, otherwise, you look up HTTP Bayback, B A V C dot org slash channel 76, and it streams nationwide. So uh, just adjust your time zones and uh, check it out. And I am channel 76. What's the time that it's on again? It's from 6 to 7.30, both nights. Oh, fabulous. Um, no word yet about the uh, extension, but um, it's really worth checking out. Why? And Why should people watch <laughs> because you're in it, Laurie. Because besides that, that's all right. This is a retro. It's this is a retro stage production from 1994 from the theater group Sick and Twisted Players. And what we're doing here is celebrating our 25th anniversary. Oh, oh, yay! Oh dear. What's it? We were young, Alleged young warriors. You Underage. Production Lee, of Lee the Crow here. <laughs> Lee Crow played the Ernest Borgna, Borgnine part, Rogo, and Laurie Bushman played uh, the saucy Linda Rogo. <laughs> Love her. Oh, Stella Stevens. Stella so, Stevens. Uh, this is like a little reunion here, uh, and, um, and it. The takes place on New Year's Eve too, right? It was supposed to take place on New Year's Eve, but they because of the scheduling. No, the show, the movie. Oh, the show. The, the, what's happening <laughs> the on the concept? Yes. That, 
I story. assume everyone knows this thing. Uh, <laughs> wow, Tony. Well, we'll, <laughs> Some of us weren't around for the 25th. Let, hold on, hold that thought. Let's ask my lovely co-host Pearl Tease if yes. she knows anything about the Poseidon Adventure. About the what? Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Go, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> it's the final voyage of this old, old luxury liner. And the SS Poseidon? SS Poseidon. How did you huh? guess? I, Figured it out. <laughs> and he, he he must be pretty pissed off because uh, uh, there's some trouble a brewing in them there seas. Uh, <laughs> arr, arr. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> Davy Jones locker. Yeah, uh, Davy Jones and the monkeys didn't appear in this one. Um, and. At midnight, there's a tidal wave, and it uh, capsizes the ship, which is basically the Queen Mary, um, and they turned it into the SS Poseidon, and it turns upside down, and only six people manage to survive. They have to climb deck by deck through fire, through water, and hell. Hell upside down. Hell upside, upside down. Upside down toilets. No, yeah. I'm not going to say upside who survives. We don't want to get... Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you use for the Christmas tree interpretation? Uh, a great big stick with some pe- branches stuck into it. Some tinsel, perhaps. As a, Well, yeah. I mean... Maybe. <laughs> some, maybe even not. I don't <laughs> You guys were in this. Here, help me with the I, I don't remember. Yeah, well, I was, I was in a blackout. Uh, let's have our listening audience hear just a little sample from the original trailer in 1972. Yeah, let's, let's remind some people here. sound effects well there you have it uh folks listening to us outside and probably wondering what the hell just happened but i don't know how you guys pulled that off i don't know uh well tell us about just happened how do you reenact a capsizing of the ss poseidon on stage um well you write down the words in the script and then you get this you know special effects kind of in your mind what you're going to do and you're going to then you cast it with folks you think can you know uh roll around for 10 minutes roll around roll and scream around for 10 minutes. Minutes. <laughs> yeah it, um that it was extreme wow, 
Yeah, that. extreme minimalism. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have a lot of sets. Minimalist, minimalist. <laughs> how, how, did, how did I always put I it? Uh, low budget, high concept. That was always the way I always. Put I imagine things. everyone would have to be in sync so that they all move to one you side. Would imagine, you would imagine that. Yes, yeah, true. If you tune in and you can watch it streaming this Friday or Saturday, you'll get to see it, and uh, it's quite a treat. And there's bonus features on it. Um, there's a, a segment from Inside City Limits uh, TV show that uh, I don't know if it's still going on around the Bay Area. Um, he came and filmed uh, another night, so you get to see actually some different people in the capsizing scene. And, uh, some inflatable dolls, <laughs> lots of inflatable sex dolls flying around in the rubbish, and uh, it's uh, just pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Spellbounding. How, how did you feel? How did you feel, Lee, when you when you were in it? Uh, what are your memories? Now, Lee, you were Ernest Borgnine. Yes, I was Ernest Borgnine. Um, gosh, I mean, I just remember uh, having a lot of fun. I don't remember <laughs> very much. Lucky to survive. Every yes. Night. <laughs> now your character survived all the way to the very end until that damn boat shook and you fell off the scaffolding into a fire pit. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was sad. For your sins. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I had to watch that blow up doll fall off the oh. scaffolding every <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, so they put it. They put like a black cloth over you and then you threw the doll. How did that I work? I don't remember no, how it happened. Like you just I went off. Even, you no. no climb up on the scaffolding oh, that's and that. the doll. Oh, no, that's right. Up. Then I was like, yes, no, I was doll. doing some were... amazing puppetry. Yeah, <laughs> you see. It, was, it was incredible. It was like yeah. the, your acting made the doll oh, seem real. Wow. Yes. Wow. So that scene was that much, and that's why people were crying every time uh, when my character died. Well, no! <laughs> you killed her. I love it. What did you use for fire, Tony? Sometimes um, real fire. Sometimes real fire uh, one night. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, we had real, well, we had, uh, what? Flash paper? <laughs> uh, I think we had. No, the fire was just like flashlights cellophane. and cellophane. Oh, that's cellophane. Like that. I like We didn't that. use that real fire until we did the towering inferno. And then we had the fire breather with the balls that's of fire coming right. at you guys. Yeah. And um, precursor, precursor to. Uh, to pushing the um, San Francisco um, legal limits. <laughs> well, they turned the fire alarm off so we could do that, and I had no idea that, you know. Yeah. Um, Not like I you. said, young young warriors. <laughs> we were young warriors. And folks, Just, yeah, and you can catch it all uh, on Channel Seventy Six. Um, that's six to seven p.m. Is that tomorrow? No, it's uh, the first. So that'll Friday be Friday, Saturday. Friday and Saturday, the first. Both nights, 6 to 7.30 p.m. And uh, it streams live, so you got to watch it streaming uh, at that time. But you can watch it nationwide uh, if you tune in to uh, bavc.org slash channel 76. Awesome. Now, Tony, where can folks go if they want to uh, reminisce of all that's fabulous about Sick and Twisted? Players, is there a web page or a tribute page or something? Yes, it's actually uh, it's not a dot, you know, not a dot com. It's uh, it's on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, go to the Sick and Twisted Players, and you can go through all this stuff. Um, this is our last cable special that I'm going to be doing. 
That's it. Um, everything this next year is going to be going to archive.org. Um, so everything we've ever done and then some will be available to the public uh, sometime next year. Uh, anytime anyone wants to see it, and well, that's then awesome. I can finally move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, thank you for coming back on here to House of Pride Radio. We love having you. I know you've been here a few times, and I want to just let you know that our front door is always open for you. Oh, cool. Yes, let's have a nice round of applause for the fabulous Tony Bagley. Oh, please. Oh. There's got to be a morning after If we can hold on through the night We have a chance to find the sunshine Let's keep on looking for the light Oh, can't you see the morning Why don't we cross the bridge together And find the place that's safe and warm It's not too late We should be giving Only with love can we climb Okay, thanks, Maureen McGovern. All right. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> of course, that was the number one. Was that a Grammy winning uh, song yeah, from the Sign Adventure? Oscar for that. Shelly should have won. She was nominated. The set designer should have won. Because, I mean, that ballroom, that ballroom is magnifico. Oh, and that grand piano. <laughs> the pain. Yeah, <laughs> Um, so, guys, I know you have you have other engagements. So let's just reiterate uh, the fabulousness that's going to be happening at Oasis uh, this next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday we start. We reopen uh, by popular demand in Star Trek Live, January sixth, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Playing through till January twenty third, seven p.m. curtain time so, at the beautiful Oasis at eleventh and Folsom, right here in San Francisco. Yeah, please come see Star Trek Live. Again, you can get tickets at sfoasis.com. That's right. And uh, congratulations to Olivia Hart, the reigning uh, Grand Duchess Duchess of San Francisco, (laughs) for winning a pair of tickets to Thursday night at Oasis. Uh, Let's have a nice round of applause for our guest, Pearl. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Will you guys come back when you have more time? Yes, see you on the bridge. All right. All right, thank you. All right, folks, we'll be right back after the short musical break <laughs> actually Pearl what? let's play again the main theme from Star Trek Live Am I-
magnetic effect on the male members of my group, including myself. Explanation unknown at present. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my God. Pearl Tease, it looks like someone just got beamed in to the House of Pride show. Yeah, it is Heidi, Meho- Heidi Mahogany, also known as Uhura oh, yeah. from I play Uhura. Yeah, Star Trek Live. That's yes. a hard one for Tweak. I keep wanting to say Euphoria. You, uh, oh. Yeah, it's such a hard name to like look at. It's a beautiful name, though. <clears throat> I love being in these um, these uh, twisty chairs because I, I actually use one on set. Cute. You know, like Uhura's move is like she like swings around in her chair and has her hand to her ear. Absolutely. Right? Yes. You are perfect casting for that look. Thank you. So are you excited for the second It's because I'm black. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, the, it's the only reason, really. <laughs> um, no, I'm super excited. I had so much fun, you know, um, being in the show uh, uh, this past, what was it, October, November? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we're bringing it back in January because it was, you know, um, 
my return to the theater and the stage. I was a musical theater minor in college, and I and I had, sort of haven't really done any theater um, in the last few years. Actually, um, that's a lie. I did do um, Dirty Little Show Tunes um, at the New Conservatory, but it's it, it has been about three or four years since I've actually done any theater. So I was I was very very happy when Darcy gave me the call to um, come in and uh, and do Ohura, and uh, it's been a great experience. I I I know that. Um, Captain Kirk and uh, Mr. Mud yeah. were in here earlier, and um, I don't know if they talked about this, but it's it's actually quite a magical thing because our cast just gets along so well. That's really like, good. Yeah, we all genuinely like each other and get the along. The drag kings and drag queens. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's cool. And that's the yeah. way it should be, a perfect utopia. Yes, that's what the future... euphoria. That's what the future is like. Everyone gets along. I love it. At Oasis. Now, At... <laughs> now they're, they're talking about possibly bringing it back like different episodes later on. Do you plan on, on staying on board with them? Or? Yeah, if, they, if they'll have me. I have, yeah, I love playing... Um, uh, now you've got me thinking euphoria. I love playing. <laughs> I love playing Uhura, and I love um, doing Star Trek, and I love this cast. So um, any chance that I have to redo it, if it works with my schedule, I'm I'm, do- I'm totally there. Now, were you originally like a Trekkie fan? I was, but you know the um, when I was really little, I remember like sort of like staying up late and seeing these Star Trek episodes and thinking that it was like super cool and like a little bit racy. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too, totally. Right, but then you know I was really more of a, <laughs> I was really more of a next generation. Um, Me too, girl. girl that was you know my, what I mean? Yes. Yes, like mm-hmm. Deanna Troy, right. Captain Picard. Yeah. Those were big franchises, yeah. too. Yeah. They made lots of money in the theater. Yeah, and I mean, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. That show. Oh, that's right. Oh, my that God. That's right, girl. Black and did you... Throwback. And Lamar, or um, Burton, who was, you know, from Reading Rainbow to... That's right. Star Trek. The little was that his name, Lamar? Things. LeVar? I don't remember. It was yeah. a long... LeVar, thank you. There we go. Shout out to close. somebody. Is that Poyle? Yes. Hey, girl. She stalks me every time I'm here. She's here. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, so we didn't know you were I coming. Thought. Thank you for beaming in at the last of moment. Of course. Of course. Our frequencies may have gotten crossed in the communication, but uh, <laughs> I did show up at some point. Well, really quick. How did your birthday go? My birthday was great. I actually, um, I had a birthday show at Mahogany Mondays. It was Packed. I was super excited about that. Fabulous. Um, and then yesterday, I had this really lovely dinner where I, um, one of my friends, Teddy, who I mean I'm Ethiopian, he's also Ethiopian, um, decided to take me out to an Ethiopian dinner, and I invited all these people, including all these East African girls who just happened to be in uh, at Mahogany Mondays on Monday. I invited them to dinner, and so we had this sort of it was crazy. Like I sat down to dinner, and I was surrounded by all these East Africans and um, friends of mine, and um, and this uh, and this new friend that I have, and it was really interesting because um, I sat down, and everyone around me was black. I love and it. it was kind of magical and great. And then this one person on my right was like the the, the sole like white person at the table. <laughs> Who was that? Um, my friend Marion, who's actually here tonight. He's out there. He uh, he handled it very well. Oh good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. He um. What he did had, he order? What did he order, or did, what did we order? He, the, um, well, the only we, white guy. Well, we ordered. We, it was it was Ethiopian food, and so it was all um, community family style. Family style. Oh, is that how it's so? Yeah, yeah. So there's just big, big plates and platters, and they put like all the dishes on there, and then we all sort of like yeah have some. Shout out to this Ethiopian restaurant. Where is it? It's called Cafe Ethiopia on Valencia, and it was actually 
amazing. The food I've was really super great. Yeah. I will say this. I have um, very picky about my Ethiopian food because I have amazing cooks in my family. And I have not tasted the dorowet, which is like a chicken um, curry dish mm. like that since my mom. So it was oh, wow. very, very good. I highly recommend it. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll all go there after the you show. You should. Yeah, right. I'm hungry. I'm hungry just thinking really about place. it. Yeah. Now, do you have anything else coming up besides Star Trek Live? Star Trek is sort of the main thing. I mean, tomorrow night is New Year's Eve. I'm, I'm doing, um, I'm working at the Battery, and then afterwards I am going to go, actually, um, to uh, the House of More um, New Year's Eve party, mm-hmm. which um, is happening at the Stud. And I, you know, like I said, I am working the Battery party, but however, at the House of More party, the performances start at 2 a.m. So after my gig is done at the Battery, after the, the clock has struck in 12, strikes 12. 2016, um, folks. Right. So once that happens, I'm going to head over to the Stud and uh, party with the House of More. How fun. Yeah. Shout out cool. to Juanita Moore. We love her. Yes. So, well, as always, we'll be seeing more and more of you. I'm sure. <laughs> I will. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, I always thing, enjoy girl. being here. Thank you guys oh, so thank much you. for having thank me. Thank you for coming. For I want beating to learn me down more to the about, radio station. Yeah, come again because I'd love to learn more about your Ethiopian history. Sure, I love talking about it. I love it. <laughs> you just ask Marion. Give him like a history lesson every he other can be day. A part of yeah. The, that yeah. show. Yeah. It was great. Um, let's have a nice round of applause for Honey Mahogany, and thank you for coming. Clap for myself. <laughs> the microphone. All right. Have a great night. We um, again, folks. We can't wait to. I can't wait to go see the show. And um, everyone, please go get your tickets right now. Uh, it debuts next Wednesday. Star Trek Live at Oasis. Uh, what time again is that, honey? No, it starts at seven. Starts shows at seven shows at, at seven. Oasis. Doors open at six thirty. Doors open at six thirty. Correct. Yes. yes. Fabulous, fabulous. We're going to take a short music break. We'll be back with more guests. What do you think of that, Pearl? Fab. Why'd you come in here looking like that? In your cowboy boots and your painted on jeans, all decked out like a cowboy's dream. Why'd you come in here looking like that? Here comes my.
boots and your painted on jeans All decked out like a cowgirl's dream Why'd you come in here looking like that? Why'd you come in here looking like that? When you could stop traffic in a gunny sack Why you almost giving me a heart attack When you was right in here looking like that Why'd you come in here looking like that? Why'd you come in here looking like that? And we're back. How's the Pride Show? Uh... With our guest, um, let, let's. Do you want to introduce them, Pearl? So we have LP back in the house. Oh, you want to go LP Vargas? My yes. bad. Welcome. Go ahead. And do you want to introduce your? Hey, everybody. You? Good to be back. Good to see you. Now, do you want to introduce who you brought with you? Yes, I brought my good friend Nashville, amazing DJ. Ricky Six. Welcome, Ricky Six. Thank you both for having me. How and are you? Doing well, and congrats on your. Remix of Miss uh, Mary. Mary. <laughs> Utah had Ma- a little bit to drink. We're on, it's like Kylie. We're on first names now. Mary yeah, just Wilson. first names. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I played Dolly uh, for you because I knew you were from the South. I'm actually not from the South. So oh, my, my I, bad. I, I currently live there. I've been there for almost eight years. Um, originally from outside of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're jaded. Did you? Pretty much. <laughs> Are you a Dolly Parton fan? To a degree, yes. Mm, um, what degree is that? The remix degree. Um, that <laughs> uh, really, I, I'm. I was never really exposed to country music as a kid, and it never just grew on me. But gotcha. just listening to the remixes and everything like that, I will play them. Awesome. And who else do we have come in here? Uh, we have my uh, partner in crime for the weekend. Uh, this is my friend Clayton. Hi, Clayton. And hey, it's his first time you? in San Francisco. Are you a DJ as well? No, I'm not a DJ. I'm actually a gallery coordinator with the Tennessee Art League in Nashville, Tennessee. Can you say that one more time, please? I am a gallery coordinator with the Tennessee Art League. Wow, that's fabulous. And what brings you to San Francisco? <laughs> this is my first time actually visiting uh, San Francisco. Uh, so it's, a ve- it's, it's, it's already becoming a very interesting experience. A little R&R for you? <laughs> That's one way yes. of putting it. <laughs> yeah. The arts too. Well, welcome, folks. Now, uh, Ricky, you're in town for a specific reason. Yes, I am DJing at the Lookout both tomorrow night, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day night. I am also oh. uh, not just DJing there. I am also doing videos with the remixes. Oh, oh Pearl, we love come the Lookout. Right. Yeah. Everybody come. Yeah, come on out. <laughs> now, what time does your set start? I start at nine o'clock. Okay. And I run until closing time, 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you're DJing again on New Year's Day? On New Year's Day at the Lookout as well, yes. Same time. The lookout, Same time. They throw a great New Year's Eve party at the Lookout. And folks, if you're listening to us wondering where that is, but I, I'm pretty sure everyone, for the most part, knows, but it's right in the Castro at yeah, the corner it's of... It's great there. The food. The it's really good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's going to be great. What a great party. Are you the only DJ for the night? I'm not really sure. I know I'm going from 9 to 2, and like I said, I'm doing video, but um, I, there may be somebody there before me, just not sure who. Now, what does, what did you say? Somebody's talking. What, Poyle? Well, I know, I know New Year's Day, it's going to be Paul Goodyear and Philip Grosso uh-huh. uh, before me, and then I start at 9, go till 2. Uh, New Year's Eve, I don't know. Oh, but you're the New Year's Day He's DJ. Yes, yes, headlining. Um, when you say to us that you are DJing and incorporating video, what does that mean? Basically, the remix is synced up to the actual remix or the original music video. Um, and what I do is I'll DJ, but instead of just doing audio, it'll have the video with it. So basically, you get a visual experience along with an audio experience. 
Mm-hmm. I'm loving that. That I think that entices people to want to dance and part and feel it, good. It gives it a certain ambiance, is what it does. Yes. Ooh, I like that word. Now, how long have you been? How, how long have you been DJing for? Uh, professionally for about three years. Okay. How'd you get into it? Uh, believe it or not, it was actually from an offhand remark that a friend of mine made. Um, I'd always listened to a lot of remixes over the years, and he just sort of made the remark, you know, since you got all these remixes, why don't you become a DJ? Mm-hmm. And that kind of got the wheels turning. I never really anticipated ever being in the DJ field. Uh, I was originally a vocal music major uh, in at Cal State Fullerton, so... Fabulous. And um, I'm looking at a DVD you brought us. Yes, it's a, a video mix show. It's about two hours, 15 minutes, I believe. Oh, great. You brought a lot of them. What are you doing with all those DVDs? Uh, giving them out as gifts to people who come to the lookout. Oh. Just in general. That's great. Uh, let's reiterate. Again, it's a New Year's Day. The, the New whole... Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Oh, it is. Yeah. And it's you're both. DJing New Year's Eve as well. Yes. Okay. That, that got confusing for a second. That's what I thought. So, folks, if you're looking for, you know, a, the Castro experience to have a really good time in San Francisco, Pearl Tees and I highly recommend coming to The Lookout on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. For New Year's Eve, folks should show up at what time? Um, I started about 9 o'clock, but I would say get there early so that way you're guaranteed in at a decent time. Yeah, girl. You know how it is in the Castro on New Year's right, Eve. It right. is going to be insane. Good luck out there. Insane fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Do people need to buy tickets for the lookout? Um, I believe there is an entry fee. I believe it's normal pricing though. But you, but don't you can look, always check the lookout's yeah. website. It'll have all the information. And I'll there. just show up to the lookout located at Market and I want to say 16. 16th Street. Fabulous. And then you can find out more details, I'm sure, online at lookoutsf.com. Oh mm-hmm. yes. And then if people want to learn more about you, DJ Ricky Six, where do they go? Um, I'm on pretty much every social media. Um, Facebook is Ricky Six Official. Twitter is at DJ Ricky Six. You can also check out Ricky6.com, and that's with two X's. Ooh, I yes. Emphasis on the X's. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get sent somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what's your name again, young man? Uh, my name is Clayton Reynolds. That's right, Clayton. So, what have you learned about Ricky Six since you've been here in San Francisco with him? You know, I've known Ricky for about what, five About five years, years, yeah. Yeah, he's a really good DJ. He's got a really good mix of music, uh, really good variety. Uh, he's His music is very lively in a lot of the clubs and bars. I've always been very pleased with it. You know, mm-hmm. He's a good friend, too. Now, Ricky, mm-hmm. do you have any DJs that you look up to? Um, yeah, um, my mentor, DJ Ron S., um, he's based out of Chicago, DJs at Roscoe's. Um, he's, you know, he's kind of run the fine-tooth comb through me over the years, and He's always been my go-to in case I ever needed any, any, ever had any questions, anything like that. Now, I didn't know DJs had mentors. Is that kind of like a drag mom for the DJ world? In, in essence, yeah. Um, it, it is kind of like a drag mom. Um, not all DJs get a mentor, though. Um, I happened to meet Ron about five years ago, and, um, you know, he, when I started DJing, he gave me a lot of advice, a lot of tips to go with, and he kind of he gave me the direction I needed to go, and from there it's, it's taken off to various radio shows, uh, live gigs, things of that nature, so yeah, it, it's, it's been fruitful, so. Now, do you have, um, sorry, how did you meet, how did you meet him? Uh, he and I were introduced through a mutual friend of ours, um, I don't think either of us talk to that friend anymore. Um, oh. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, since then, we've kind of been inseparable. We've, we've talked quite a bit and, and 
ended up hanging out for extended periods of time and and yeah, magic happened. Now, how would you describe your sound if I were to come to an event that you were DJing at? Eclectic. Um, I don't really stick with one style. Uh, I'm not very top 40, though. I will say that much. Um, I tend to try and branch out the music a bit. Okay. Um, mostly, I, I could play anything from a, a dance set to a rock set, pretty much. Um, uh, one of the things I like to incorporate also, which is kind of my <coughs> sort of shtick, is uh, J-pop and K-pop. That's, I love it. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of been my forte. But I grew up in the Asian community, uh, more specifically the Japanese American community. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I was exposed to as a kid, and it just sort of carried over. As a um, professional DJ, club DJ, um, respond to the first words out of my mouth. Okay. Lady Gaga. Pop culture. <laughs> um, I love her music. Um, I actually just got some fairly decent remixes of uh, Till It Happens to You, uh, which I will be playing. Uh, now that's almost, is that number one on the club play? It, it was number four last week. I'm not sure. I think it's, I think it's still Oh, it's number there. two. I number just two. heard from uh, LP. Thank it's you, LP <laughs> I had heard from the promoter Orlando that he was really pushing it to go number one and they didn't want to release it. This is whole backstory. Yeah, Orlando yeah. was actually the one I, I believe who sent me the uh, remix for it. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> All right. Shout out to Orlando. You're both from L.A. Hey! <laughs> now, when you're not playing out here in San Francisco, because I know you're from the South now, mm -hmm. where, where can most people find you playing? Um... Various events around Nashville. Um, I DJ at Tribe and Play Dance Bar at various times. Um, I've also got weekly radio shows on Dance Mix USA, Cardio FM, and Powerhouse FM. Um, yeah, I also DJ a couple Latin events as well. So. And also Chicago. No, um, Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, I also DJed in, in Indianapolis at uh, Talbot Street. Now, for someone who didn't uh, initially intend to get into the DJ industry... You're you're right in there. Yeah, that that kind of shocked me a bit because I wasn't expecting it to take off as quick as it did. Um, within six months of my first debut, uh, which was in a contest, uh, I came in second in that contest to a hip hop DJ. Um, within six months, I had my first radio show, and it's carried on for about almost two years now. And then within another six months of that, I had a, a club residency going, um, and then from that, it's just it's sort of taken off. Now, tell us about your radio show. Um, one of the radio shows I work with is for, it's Cardio FM. It's two hours long. It's all dance mixes. Uh, occasionally, I'll throw a rock mix in there or, or something to kind of keep it different. Um, like I said, my sets are not very top 40. Uh -huh. So it's, it, it's sort of an eclectic set. You can hear anything under the sun, pretty much. Um, I've even thrown remixes of Stone Temple Pilots in there. So Clever, clever. <laughs> now... What what's your go do you plan on? It sounds like you plan on staying sticking around for a while as far as DJing. Oh yeah, definitely. Because th this kind of became a passion. Like I said, I never anticipated being a DJ, mm -hmm. but since it's taken off, it's become such a passion of mine that I can't see myself stopping. At least oh, anytime okay. soon. So. so what is it that you want to do next? Um, move to San Francisco. <laughs> well, doesn't everybody who's not moving out i know really <laughs> i'm sure you hear that a lot but r really being back on the west coast is kind of a goal for me Tweaker, what is it how does it um what does it make you feel seeing a, a brand new artist come up so quickly who wasn't even into djing in the first place uh like my mama used to say the cream always rises to the top honey ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. Now, where can we find you after San Francisco? Um, I'll be back in Nashville on the 4th. Um, I'm only staying for roughly the weekend, and then I go back. But you'll um, be back. But here. I will be back in March and May, the second weekends in March and May for Shangri-La. Oh, and that. Yeah, the, yes. Um, it, yeah, they, 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 they the came in and asked me about to come and do a set, a set for them, so they booked me for both March and May if you want to come out. Fabulous. Tweaker, what are you doing over there? Oh, I'm just queuing up a song. Uh, going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, last time he was at Lookout, he packed the place up on Saturday night and had it full the entire night. Everyone was dancing. No one left. It was such a fun, energetic okay. night. So mm-hmm. tomorrow night, come out. He's going to have everybody dancing off the wall. Yes, a 2016 just around the corner. That's right. It is tomorrow night. Um, folks, thinking about something to do in San Francisco? We've got it right here. My goodness. Speaking of which, do you guys have New Year's resolutions? I never make one anymore. Because uh, <laughs> I break them every time. <laughs> You I always had the New Year's out. resolution of never having a New Year's resolution, <laughs> and so far it's held true. Although last year I did have a New Year's resolution that I upgrade my equipment, and I did that on January second. So um, <laughs> didn't really hold for very long, but I finished it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to tell us before you head out? No, just thank you both for having me on the show. It's, oh, it's absolutely. Um, next time you, anytime you're in San Francisco, come on over. Uh, we're happy to. Um, you know, let folks know what you're up to. Um, again, uh, the lookout is the place to be tomorrow night. Yes, San Absolutely. Francisco. Come on out. I've got plenty of DVDs if you want one. Get mm-hmm. is Clayton, early. are you going to be there, honey? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Please, folks, if you get one of these, just remember it's a DVD, not a CD. Don't put it in your yeah, car. Yeah, if you didn't tell me that, I was going to put this right. <laughs> I was trying to see if it would just read it anyways, but it, it didn't on our CD player oh. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I wanted to play some of your music. But uh, we'll, get, we'll go out with Lady Gaga since we're talking about her new one. Perfect. Uh, it's called um, If It Happens to You. It's kind of like the the D- so it's, it's pertinent because the DJs and the promoters are pushing it, not the record company. So it's sort of like fair game because um, DJs and artists get exploited all the time. Uh, it's not that we're exploiting it. It's just like we really feel strongly as artists ourselves. And that song was also nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, so there was- you there record company. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag free promo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Will you be spinning her on uh, tomorrow night? I will. Um, I'll be doing the Division 4 and Mac and Sola remix. We love Mac and Sola. Yeah, we four, do. We st- I, I personally don't know Mac and Sola. I know Division 4, though. I've done some video editing. Chicago for folks? Uh, no, Toronto. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He's based out of Toronto, but I did some video editing for a couple of his radio edits not too long ago. So. Not only are you a remixer, you're a video remixer, too. Yes. yes. Oh, dual yes, uh, talent. I, I, I've sort of got my hand in every pot. Yeah. Yes. That's and a... it really, it helps. So. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, folks, let's have a nice round of applause for Ricky Six. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. For coming in. All right, Gaga, here you go. It's called Till It Happens to You. Till it happens to you.
Sorry, we're back live. Girl, that, was, that wasn't even your mic, Tweeta. <laughs> what was I using for a mic? I like... Uh, we have... It's, this is fabulous. It's been a while, and um, I want to welcome back to House of Pride. Hello. Hi, y'all. Oh, my God. Nothing makes me want to just get up and dance like a remix of a date rape song. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know. Thank you, Lady Gaga, for really putting my, like, misery and... Whatever moves you. <laughs> ...to a dance beat. Thank you, DJs, for making it a number two hit across the country. And rising. I know. I'm sure all those girls who've been violated are just like, oh, let's celebrate oh, her success. Uh, <laughs> there's always somebody that popped... Gaga's balloon. Oh my god. Well, you know, I'm actually a really big Lady Gaga fan, but. And now she's a fan. No, I am. Right. But I just think it's. But one has to think that there has to be some kind of fucking line. You put out a song about a message, right? And it's a ballad and it's sad and it's like, oh, you can't understand until you've been date raped. You and know, then like, you know, know what? Let's remix it. This reminds that me. That is so fierce. <laughs> Oh well, God. the company Until didn't want to remix to it. You, you, you. <laughs> oh, is that what it's about? Yeah. I it, you know, I never. That's what it's about? It, this reminds me of when I was DJing <laughs> at the. Fucking come on now, th- seriously. What, this reminds me of I was DJing at the Lesbian Bar of the Wild Side West uh, a few months back, and um, I was playing Blurred Lines by what's his name. Robin Thicke, yeah, which is also about date rape, right? And yeah, so, and, and one of the lesbian, one of the lady came up to me. I don't know if she was a lesbian or not. And she She's like, like, I don't know if she, she was a lady or a, a man or I, I she might have been a lesbian. I was in drag. Anyway, she called me out on it, and I. The, the truth of the matter is, I never really listened to the words. What, what I'm attracted to is that that bass line and the beat, and and I hear words, but it's not really about the message. Yeah, I know? mean, he, he's already been pretty much celebrated as kind of a scumbag anyway but yeah same thing you know, with lady gaga i'm like into the beat and I'm, I'm, I'm like this is a really danceable song and well i mean it's know. a great remix but the reality is that like seriously if you want to put out a message song maybe like remixing it oh god that's funny i would never think about writing about something like that for a dance genre well she didn't write it for a dance genre which is probably <laughs> why the, the, the record label's not really trying to push it all right well let's move on so yes let's uh Poyle's annual <laughs> Christmas dinner. Yeah, I want to hear all about so it. Perlico, you didn't come. You didn't fucking know, you bitch. You were there. <laughs> no, I did know that it was going on. I usually don't. So, anyways, it's not about me. How was your... Pearl didn't come. How she was, was home it? fondling her 2000, growing breasts. 2015, her budding bosom. Her budding bosoms, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Pearl's like... Sorry, take the focus off my breast. So, all right, we will. So, folks listening. You don't know what it's like until it happens to you, 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 Perliqua. <laughs> so, folks listening to us now may not know anything about this, but Poyle Damar has been doing an annual Christmas dinner at her casa for how long? Ten years. This year oh, it was girl. her 10th annual. Yeah. For, yeah, this is the tenth, and it's all about. I am, bitch. It's all about spaghetti and meat sauce. It it really was. Um, you know about for, like, I, I made six gallons of spaghetti sauce. Didn't you come? You came a couple years ago. It was um, it is great. It's super fun, and you know, like, uh, so what happened? The the backstory for this is in two thousand and four, I got sober, and I spent that first year sober completely alone at Christmas time, and it was so sad and so miserable, really. Um, thirty one. <laughs> I'm forty two. I'll be forty three next month, Pearl. I know you're. You can't do math. You so look. I was telling you, you look age. You're half. A- she's half Asian, but like not. 
But I, she didn't get any of the smart. Oh, Filipino, I thought. I know, right? She, like, she can't even make a lumpia. But so, what? So, so, I, so I spent Did anyone come? Christmas alone, <laughs> and um, I never wanted to do that again. So the next year, I decided that I would. Um, kind of open my home to anybody who wanted to come so that not only would I not be by myself, but Christmas is really difficult in the gay community because so many people are disenfranchised and disowned by their families mm-hmm. or just not even disowned, but like me also far away from home. My family lives in Florida, you know, so uh, I opened my home and the first year nine people came and every year it's grown increasingly larger. Last year in 2014 was completely out of control. I had 54 people at my house. Girl, you've been to my house. It's small. And so this year was 40-something, which was like really nice and really manageable. They came in waves. There was a first wave and a second wave and then finally a third wave of um, all drag queens. The third wave was all drag queens. So it was like eight of them showed up together. So it's pretty fun. Uh, that does sound fun. And um, enough spaghetti go around? Oh, yeah. I still have an, a gallon at home of sauce. So we cooked 14 pounds of pasta. That's fabulous. And do people bring things? Yeah. I've got, like, pies sitting everywhere. Somebody brought an entire German chocolate cake from Sweet Inspirations Ooh. in one of those nice pink boxes. And it was, like, they put it in the kitchen, and, and other shit got piled on top of it. And so I was, like, completely alone it. and <laughs> found it. And let me tell you, that poor cake didn't stand a chance. Sorry about it. I just bought a gallon of milk to finish that bitch off today. Hello. I was going to say, you could have so, brought it here. Yeah, well, no, I like you guys, but I like German chocolate cake better. Sorry, Perliqua. Perliqua. So, um... Yeah, it was really wonderful. And somebody, it was so funny because some people, new people come every year. Uh-huh. And um, one of my drag children brought his boyfriends. There's two. Cute. Um, so he brought his boyfriends. And they were like, this is a really different Christmas party. And I was like, I overheard them. And I was like, where else can you find a fucking tarot reader in one room and a monk in the other? <laughs> there was like literally a monk sitting outside and some tarot chick doing tarot readings. Uh, my friend Tanisha, it. it's not some random tarot chick who just shows oh. up. My friend Tanisha Greer has been coming for like the last five years. She giving tarot readings and Reiki sessions is like almost as traditional now as the spaghetti. How cool. That's yeah, really fun. cool. Um, now... Uh, Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Are, do you cook the same thing every single? You do cook. Do cook I, I cook the day. well. I mean, I barely cook to begin you with. Your, your so, sauce but I up a little but bit, I change right? the sauce every year. So what was the so, sauce this year? I think the magic's in the sauce. It changes every oh, year. Yeah. It it changes every year. Um, uh, the the secret is that the sauce is so amazing that it can actually bring frosty to life, like the silk hat. And um, but um, <laughs> now last year uh, <laughs> the sauce was amazing, but. Sister Roma said that she complained because she found apple in her sauce. You and put apple in? Yes, ma'am, I sure do. Like a All chunk right. of it? Um, I put six apples last year. And then this year, because I didn't want her to bitch, because the secret, the, the, the honest truth is the sauce was good, just Roma is a bitch. So um, <laughs> she, to keep her from bitching, I cooked all the vegetables and fruits in advance and then pureed it. So I was oh, like, that bitch will never find yeah. anything. <laughs> now, how, but, did, how did you puree it? Did you put it in the bucket and stamp on it? No, no it wasn't like a Lucy and Ethel thing. I put I it like, with the grapes. I would live. Uh, I just put it through a food processor. But like I in the sauce this year, I had like six zucchinis and five... Um, yellow squash, but an entire butternut squash, and a potter's in the pantry. Uh, exactly. And you get ready for like days in advance. I cook the vegetables two days before, and then cook the sauce the day before, and then it sits overnight because everybody knows that sauce is better the second day. So is it? Yes, girl. 
I like it all hot and stuff. Bitch, you may, I didn't say I served it cold. I said I cooked it the day before, let it sit, and then all like Whatever, I like marinates, it freshly cooked. And know. then it, you cook it. Oh, my God. The flavor is Yeah, it gets all of, together, yeah. you know? Like, it, the flavor comes together, and it becomes better after this the day. This is why I don't cook. Well, yeah. Amongst other reasons, I'm sure. I anyway. would have come. I, I had a DJ on a damn boat. Oh, well, yeah. that sounds amazing. That was, you know, I'm glad, happy to work. But what endears me to what you do every year is that I totally get that and agree about the dis- feeling disenfranchised as a gay man mm-hmm. um, for a few reasons. So for me, I was happy to work to feel engaged somewhat, you know, in a festivity, you know, festive holiday party. But um, otherwise I would have come because I think it's a really um, sweet thing that you're doing. Yeah. Well, the thing that I have always noticed is that, and th- this has been my experience as a drag performer for 10 years too, because this has been going on as long as my drag career is that um, there are times when I can be at work and I'm I'm on, you know, like I'm on, and I will be surrounded by hundreds of people, but I will feel completely alone. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that is very human, And but people don't think about that when you're like a drag performer, that you're somewhere yeah. and you are engaging with people, but you still feel alone. And I think that my experience is that this particular party kind of helps people to not experience that on the holidays you know yeah. what i mean because i think it's amplified it's, on the it's holidays vi- oh my god for sure because you have the entire world telling you that you're supposed to be happy and that it's the most joyous time spend, of the year spend spend and you're right. supposed to be with your family and you're, there's all these things that you're told about the holidays and most of those are just not realities you know and and there's certainly not realities for many people within the lgbt community so um it was particularly wonderful this year like um that I, I had met some new trans women who have moved recently to the city, and so um, I invited them, and you know they were part of. There was just everybody from every sector of the community was there, and at, the thing that I love most about this particular holiday festivity is that you know I'm sober, and I have that whole community behind me. I'm a drag performer, and I have all of that community behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm politically involved, and I have that community. And th- this particular event brings all of those together in this one place where people who would literally probably never cross paths or may not ever cross paths are sitting like chilling together eating. And it doesn't get messy. It doesn't. It never gets messy. I love it. I will tell you that um, I noticed that Carney Asada like smuggled in, somebody smuggled in some um, champagne and Carney was like sipping it and I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was friggin' apple cider, you sneaky bitch. Oh, you're not supposed to bring alcohol to one of your parties. I know, but they, they did and I didn't realize. How, how about, I, the worst part is I think I'm the one who opened the fucking bottle because I thought it was apple cider and I was like, here, let me help you get that. <laughs> that <All right>. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a special guest uh, oh. uh, on the phone right now all the way from uh, the foreign land of San Jose. Oh, hi, San Jose. Uh, I'd like to welcome now to House of Pride, uh, Pearl, go ahead. Alexia Fuentes. What's going on, girl? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hi, sweetheart. Hi, how are you? Hey, I... I'm doing lovely. I believe I heard Pollo in the background there somewhere. Oh, yes. In the foreground, the background, the side ground. <laughs> Everywhere. You can, hear, you can hear me in San Jose without turning on the radio. Seriously. Did you go to Pollo's... I knew that was you outside. Did you go to Pollo's dinner, honey, on Christmas? I never have. I haven't had the privilege. Unfortunately, I spend um, most of my holidays down in Tijuana with a lot of my family, which usually results in me being intoxicated for a good part of it. Oh, dear. Uh, then you probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The last time that I bumped into Miss Alexa Fuentes, we were at the Monster Show at the Edge. 
and our our paths our paths crossed albeit very briefly and she um opened up with me about part of her personal journey and i was really honored that she would be so forthcoming with information about like her life decisions and the positive things that she's doing to affect her future Yes, honey, and isn't I, I do believe you wanted to talk a little bit about that today on House of Pride Radio. I did, yes. Um, I suppose I should open things up by saying, you know, for me, how do we start? What'd you say? I mean, how did I start? Should I just tell you about? Well, how did you tell us about? Uh, when did you when did you make the decision that you needed to pursue gender confirmation? Uh, I started uh, seeing a therapist about April of last year, and through about six months' worth of you know weekly sessions, um, I discovered that it was the path I needed to take for myself. Uh, the funny thing is, I originally went to see her to confirm that I wasn't. Um, I've been performing for quite a bit since then, and I wanted to make sure that the feelings that were bubbling up to the surface weren't that, and I was just who I was. Um, as time went on, I, you know, really kind of became honest with myself, and I realized that um, gender confirmation was something that I absolutely needed for myself, really, just to be fully present and fully myself in all of my relationships and really everyday life. Mm-hmm. How old are you, dear? I am 37. All right. Okay, now. Girl. Now, how long have you been on? How long have you been in transition at this point? Uh, it has been, if I've got it right, on uh, HRT for about five months. It'll be five months for Tuesday. Congratulations! Now, as somebody who, Thank you. you know, I I think it's interesting that you part of began this process through the exploration of drag and and all of those things. But I can tell you, as a person who's performed for a decade myself, like I've never had that question you know what i mean pearl and i've had this mm-hmm. conversation like i've never performance is something i love and it's dressing up as something i do for work but it's never created an identity issue for me so have it's you ever thought about it poyo becoming um, a woman i, I know even not, if you had your pussy um i would rule the world but i like i i don't you know know like it's not something that's I mean, I think that that's real, a real distinction that people need to understand is that, like, drag does not equal gender identity issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for you, it, it seems that it opened the door for exploration of who you might be um, per, on a personal level. Absolutely, it did. Um, in fact, I'd go so far as to say that wing of gender dysphoria happened at intermittent points throughout my life, but drag kind of became that opening to explore it in a safe space. Um, and those feelings have always kind of come and gone for years, but once I embraced that part of myself, it just, it just came up to the surface. And I knew uh, through my month of therapy that this was who I needed to be. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me. I recently uh, was on a, a radio show where a, a trans woman wrote in and talked, expressed very deep hatred for drag because she thought that it was offensive to trans women and I and my rebuttal to that in large part was that almost every trans individual that I know on a personal level has begun their self-exploration through performance and through drag which is a safe environment to kind of explore that and experience what it would be like even if briefly to be the person that you feel you are inside now right right I would 
say just speaking for myself, look, looking from the inside out, um, I know a few drag performers also begin to transition. You hear about it all the time, you know, in popular media like Carmen Carrera and Sonique. Um, and I've also found that a lot of the people who have their you know, negative opinions about drag are coming from their very different place. You know, they understand that we've taken and, you know, don't think that for us is a very safe way to explore gender um, without the consequences of, you know, um, any kind of harassment or violence towards us. Right. Now, I recently was on your Facebook and you were posting over Christmas and you had posted something about um, something personal about your brother not really understanding what was going on with you and everything. Um, how did that end up? Oh, my goodness. Um, that was maybe the most tense night of my life because my worst fear was that he was going to um, overreact and tell my father about our conversation. Of course, I was in Mexico at the time with my father and surrounded by his family, so not the greatest situation to be in. However, as the hours passed, um, you know, and I got progressively more drunk, uh, <laughs> my fears kind of subsided, and I eventually went home and felt like I dodged the world's biggest bullet. Um, the next morning, I woke up to a text from my brother saying something to the effect that I love you, I support you 100%, I know this is a hard decision for us, but you need to be you and I'm behind you. So oh, I love that. That's wonderful. I love that too. Let me ask you, this is Tweaker. Uh, have you uh, spoken with your your folks yet or is it something that's coming down the road? That's coming down the road. Uh, I've been very methodical about who I've spoken to. Um, I've spoken to a lot of my friends, um, both here in the Bay and back home. I'm originally from San Diego. Um, and I've kind of built up my support center so that once I get to the finish line and find my family, um, let's say for the sake of argument, they turn their backs on me tomorrow. I'll still have my friends and the people I call family mm-hmm. to you know, watch over me. That's a great uh, strategy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're laying the safety net for the big jump. It, exactly. Now, Alexia, from a person, again, you know, as an outsider looking into this experience, explain to me the kind of conversations one has with a therapist when you're exploring your gender identity. Like, this is completely foreign to me, so I appreciate you being open to discussing it so that other people have a better understanding. Oh, absolutely. Um, and before I answer that, I want to say I'm an open book. Feel, please feel free to ask any questions you can. I feel like a big thing I can do to help people is to normalize it, and you can only do that by spreading as much information as you can. Of course. Um, yeah. So to answer your question, uh, I was asked a gamut of questions uh, from your standard, you know, psychology 101 things like, you know, what's your relationship with your parents? Uh, what was your dating history like? Um, you know, have you always been oppressed? Things like that. And then as you dig deeper, you talk about things like, um, have you always felt like your personality coincided more with, you know, kind of a... Uh, feminine set of personality traits versus male. You know, how do you take certain things? How do you see yourself? What, you know, if you're looking from the outside and you picture yourself just kind of walking through the crowd, how do you picture yourself? Things like that. Um, there's a million other things I can think of, but I can't remember. Uh, but uh, there's all kinds of questions that therapists will ask you. And most importantly, what they want to establish is that 
you are a sound mind and body, and you are making the decision to transition genders um, with an emotional stability that will allow you to navigate through that as best you can. So you're, did you say six months into your transition? Five. Five. Five months. Five, yeah. And what differences um, do you see at this point? Um, oh, wow. The differences are uh, pretty substantial. Uh, I've definitely seen my body changing. I've seen, um, you know, things like uh, curves growing in. I'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> I've become far more calmer, far more stable, although the moose wings are absolutely terrible. I will never judge anyone for eating chocolate again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and I've noticed, I think, more clearly. It's, it's, it's really odd because I'm an engineer by day. So uh, being alert and being present and in the moment is something that um, I rely on. It's my livelihood. And I've found myself um, with the ability to think a little more quickly. Um, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, and as far as my relationships with friends go, I now feel like I can be uh, more present in the moment, connected to them. Um, for the longest time, I felt like I had kind of put up a barrier with everybody, and I kept them at arm's length. And now that I've started this journey, I've kind of broken that wall down, and through a combination of just being more in touch with my emotions and being able to share what really my biggest secret, um, I've made better, I've made my friendship stronger. I mean, I definitely think that I can relate to that on the level of it reminds me what you're describing reminds me of how I felt when I eventually came out to my friends, you know, as gay, because there was no longer a need to hide that secret and none of the things that were necessary for me to do that, which in part kept in, entailed keeping people at a, a bit of a distance emotionally. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. That's, um, um, one of the biggest changes and one of the most welcome changes that um, I've seen happen. And, you know, I sometimes look at my group of friends and I wonder how I got so lucky in having a set of friends that has been so open and accepting of this. Now, you mentioned that you're an entertainer by day. So tell us a little bit more about that so we have an understanding of what your career is, I know, I mean, I know you're a DJ in the, in the evening time and occasionally, but what is your day job? Oh, I, I think I said engineer. I'm actually a senior software engineer. Oh my God. I totally Valley. heard entertainer. So <laughs> that is all the more inter interesting to me. How is your, um, gender confirmation going to impact your career as an engineer? Because that would seem like an environment that may not be so inclusive. That's a great question. Um, I actually recently uh, spoke to both my boss and a member of our HR team, and they have both pledged their full 1,000% support. Um, I've offered myself as a resource to send them things like links, any kind of documentation that they need to um, kind of set things up like sensitivity training, and um, we are slowly going through the process of setting up a schedule so I can you know, tell the, well, not the company, but tell my department and then take a leave of absence where I will do some last minute things like actually get my legal name and gender change, uh, get all my financial things in line, like my, my car, my bank, my bank accounts, things like that. And then I'll return full time as Alexia. 
and I've been told in no uncertain terms that that basically everyone has to accept it. Now, on a personal level, I don't expect everyone to understand or agree with my choices. How could I? However, all I ask out of anybody, really, is that you address me with the same level of respect and courtesy that you did previously. The only thing that's going to change is, you know, my name, the pronouns, and the fact that my eyebrows are a whole lot better than before. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, wow, you are going to find yourself literally in a whole new world because not only is your personal reality going to change, but you're going to, you've suddenly are going to be launching yourself into a position of educator and leader in the workforce as well. So, Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I consider it a privilege to do that. Um, I know a lot of, uh, trans women who want nothing more than to simply, you know, fade into the background, blend in. live their life quietly. Exactly. Um, with the sheer amount of luck that I've had in my journey with everyone being so widely accepting, I feel it's something I want to do to inform people and talk to them and help them see that we're not, you know, people that need to be marginalized. We're just like anybody else. Well, that, I mean, that first of all, that's incredible because one of the things that I do think that um, is often the case is that the aspiration for some individuals is to disappear. You know what I mean? They they want to reinvent and then blend in to the point of invisibility. You know, they don't want to stand oh, out. Mm-hmm. And, and and no judgment to anyone who wants to do that. That's their life. That's their choice. Um, if that's how they choose to live their life, more power to them. That's great. Um, but for me, especially because I, for all effects, trans in tech, that's kind of a new thing. You know, uh, I'm sure there's transgender individuals within the tech sector, but none are going to be as high visibility as I'm going to be. Um, I won't say who I work for, but I will say I work for a public company. So this is going to be a journey for all of us, really. You are, and you're so well-spoken and you are so, um, at this point, you seem very grounded in the decision, which is good because I know that, can, can I, okay, so um, I just looked, so for those of you who are listening on the radio, I looked to Pearl for an okay, and she said everybody knows. You know, I, I've had conversations with Pearl about her personal choices, and there was so much um, hesitation, I'll say, because of the fact that she had been committed to representing, for example, like very feminine gay men, and there was like some hesitation on her part, and in making the decision to move forward into the transition. And Mm -hmm. you seem very like convinced and very, um, which I I don't mean that like you're convinced of like, but you're, there is no hesitation. Right, right, right. And it's funny you bring that up, Um, you know, throughout um, my time performing in drag and in the sessions where, you know, I spoke to my therapist, the questions always came up. How do you think of yourself? Because, you know, Needless to say, when you have these kind of feelings, you experiment. You try to figure out, you know, what it is, what you're all about. And once I landed in a place that felt right, I realized that I didn't identify as a gay man, which is fine. You know, that's absolutely great. But that's just not me. It didn't, that didn't ring true with myself. Um, I identified as a, as a transgender woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's really 
where that grounding comes from. It's it's a it's there's no hesitation because it's very secure. It feels right to me. Now you have a very a very different journey than I do, um, but I'm really excited for you. Um, what what do you think? Because I know your family is one thing, and now your work is a whole different thing, and you haven't. You're not, uh, you're not living I, in a day as Alexia yet, are you? Uh, I can barely hear you. you you're kind of off in the back. Are you living that. in a day as Alexia yet? Do you live full-time as Alexia? Um, I'm actually beginning that process. Uh, I took uh, an extended leave of absence during the holidays to kind of begin to um, go out full-time as Alexia during the day. Um, and, you know, huge shout out to my boyfriend. He's been instrumental in helping me get there. Um, and as we lead up to spring, I'm for all intents and purposes going to be living full time as Alexia, except at work. Um, you know, I'm going to come home and, you know, you know, identify as Alexia, dress as Alexia, go out to dinner with friends and to the shows as Alexia. And then once I present at work full time, that's it. You know, I'm hoping by that point my legal name change will be in place and people will be legally required to call me that. Uh, can, this is Tweak. I have a question for you, honey. Um, and that is, for the entire process, how long does it generally last? Is it different with each person? Um, well, I may be misquoting a few facts that I read, but this is what I remember. Um, it depends on the state that you live in. Uh, you normally have to file a court petition with the county clerk and you pay a fee. And what they'll do is they will give you a, um, a document to hand to a local paper where they will use to run an ad in their kind of legal announcements for four weeks. Um, they announce that, you know, so-and-so is changing their name and gender to this and that. Um, after those four weeks, they give you an affidavit, that's a legal document, saying that this ad ran. Um, about a month or two after that, uh, you go to the local court, depending on where you are, and you stand in front of a judge, he asks you a few questions, and at that point, people have the opportunity to um, interject and, and object, but that's mostly done if people are trying to change their name and gender for uh, nefarious reasons, like breaking the law, or trying to evade a warrant, things like that. Mm. For the most part, once he you know, says, okay, everything checks out, you get a legal affidavit that, you know, says, we hereby certify that so-and-so is now known as so-and-so, you take that document and you can begin to change other documents, because none of those are really connected. And things like your social security card, things like your birth certificate, things like uh, um, any information with the Internal Revenue Service, things like that. So it's a, it's a fairly long process, but I'd ballpark it at about three months. How long is the physical process? We're, that, the legal process is one thing, but how long is the physical process? That's, that's, I believe it's different um, for everybody also. Um, it is, yeah. Now, I know, like, it, it also depends if you're going to continue staying on hormones, like if you get surgery and all that stuff, because I know plenty of girls who have been on hormones, they, they've had... The surgeries that they've wanted, they, they have the look that they want, but they don't like the way that hormones make them feel. So they stop taking hormones or they stop taking their tes their testosterone blockers. So it, it really is all case-by-case -case basis. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, 
speaking for myself, uh, I'm only five months in. Uh, I have a personal commitment to myself to not think of any surgeries at all until a year after my start date. So around August. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really just to um, assess the effects the hormones have had on me. Um, I haven't thought about anything like uh, gender reassignment surgery, any kind of facial feminization. I really want to be patient and wait things out until I'm at, I'm at the right place. Good for you. Yes. Now, I'm particularly curious. You mentioned that you have a boyfriend. And while, while you may not identify as a gay man, I'm guessing that your boyfriend might or no. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, he is attracted to femininity. That's really how I like to think about it. Um, he is fully aware that I'm a transgender woman, and he is absolutely okay with that. Um, he sees me as a woman with just a different set of parts, you know? Okay. When, uh, and, the, and the best part is he is a thousand percent accepting of me as Alexia when I'm presenting as a woman. And if I'm just at home and nothing more than, you know, sweats and a T-shirt and I have no makeup on and anything like that, um, you know, he is mostly attracted to the kind of person I am and, um, you know, how we interact with each other. Yeah, I, it's a situation like I, I know that you know my drag daughter, Aurora Forte. Um, I do. Because San Jose girls unite, whatever. Yes. But, you know, mm-hmm. I've had the conversation with him before that he's a very feminine, very pretty young boy. And mm-hmm. my strong guess is that anybody's attracted to him out of drag will probably not even bat an eye to see him in drag mm-hmm. because it's like, girl, you know. So you put on a cut crease, bitch, there's no difference, really. You know what I mean? You're already in full right, makeup day right. in and day out. Right. But it's a little different mm-hmm. with my experience. I think if I had a boyfriend, they'd be like, yeah, oh, girl, that's a little down, different. Girl. <laughs> you look very masculine to me out of drag, Poyle. That's a man, Maury. <laughs> until I open my mouth. Right. Um, listen, we've got to wrap this up, but I'm wondering if, um, Alexia, if you would be interested in you know, coming back from time to time and, and letting us know how it's all going. Absolutely, I'd love to. Oh, that's great. Fab girl. I think it'd be lovely to check in with her on a regular basis mm-hmm. if people could follow her journey since she's so open. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. down with that, Poyo. Well, listen, honey, thank you for spending the time today with us, uh, and we will talk soon. I'm going to go out and dedicate this song to you um, entitled Traveling Through. Everyone, let's say goodbye to the wonderful Alexia. Bye, Alexia. Bye, Alexia, Dalla. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Like a poor wayfaring stranger that they speak about. Yes, you bring it home, Dolly. All right. Yes, girl. Yes. 
Yes, All right, who saw Dolly Parton's Coat of Many Colors on TV? I did not see it. I did. I, I did. I saw it. Me and the curator, uh, Clayton, saw it. Yes, I, I. you know, it brought tears to my eyes, as heavily handed religious as it was. Well, I mean, it, it is a religious production, so like, yes. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm feeling Jesus. Listen, let's move on. Jesus in your so heart. We brought, we brought Ricky Six back into the um, studio. Well, you know, Ricky and I are going to be at the lookout on New Year's Day together. What, I, you, what host, are you going to be doing there? Um, I host my annual New Year's Day recovery party in the afternoon. It's got oh, Paul Goodyear right. and Phil Grasso. And yes. then we lead it right into Ricky's set at the night. So, bitch, come party with me in the day and party with him into the night. You do those those injector shots. I sure do. My my strong hope is that if you come party with me in the afternoon, you will not even remember hearing Ricky's set in the night. <laughs> you'll just think it was so good. You'll be like, oh my god. It's sort of like you're you're priming. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm priming the pump. Fluffing, rather. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> I'm in this case, fluffing. it's more like a merkin, but um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's gonna yes. be a real. I mean, that I love these recovery parties, like an afternoon tea dance, and the the DJs are always on fire, and the crowd's always having so much fun. Well, you know, the one thing I actually l- super love about my parties at the Lookout is because they're always on these three day weekends, and so uh, one this is like one of the bonuses. All of these amazing performers, DJs, performers, whomever are in town for the weekend's parties or the holidays parties usually end up actually at the lookout. So like um, the the time that the first time I met Ricky, he would probably attest to this if he remembers it. Um, there were like 10 world-class DJs at the party. Yeah, Toy Armada was there. I mean, I was everybody there. Um, was there. It was like, it was insane. So if you are like a house music fan, it's like, not only are you partying and listening to this great music, but like, it's literally a who's who there. God, it's been almost a year. It's been yeah. Almost, it was, it'd be in May, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it, they are insane. And I love them. I mean, like, fucking Luciana showed up at one of my oh, parties. Wow. Yeah, so Lu- like, Luciana's there and she's like partying with us and like, um, you know, Wayne G, all these amazing world-class DJs that people pay great money to go see and, like, you know, hear spin or just there partying. So Now, tell us a little bit about the Winter Music Conference in Miami that yeah, you're involved Winter with. Yeah, Winter Music Conference uh, takes place at the end of March. Every year it coincides with Ultrafest. Um, typically, Ultra falls after, but this year Ultra is falling before. Um, I am helping Ron S., my mentor. Uh, we're doing... That's interview. what it is now. That's that's what he's going by now. Yeah, uh, he, he, oh. yeah. his mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Call uh-huh. it what you will. <laughs> uh huh. Casting cow. The M word is on everyone's lips today. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky just turned so red, y'all. He's like, ah, bitch, busted. <laughs> oh well. But yeah, we're doing um, interviews with the various DJs, producers, singers. Um, speaking of Luciana, we actually interviewed her last year. And she was a riot. She was an absolute riot. She's crazy. Of course. Yeah. W- wouldn't have her any other way, though. Of course. No, not at all. Yeah, but we're, yeah, we're just doing interviews with uh, various remixers, DJs, um, things of that nature, hanging out, having a good time, listening to their sets. Yeah, it's That's wonderful. awesome. And that, that's always in Miami, right? Yeah, it's in South Beach. It's yeah. a big one. The annual God, it's like the biggest one. Miami winter conference yeah um, it, it like i said it coincides with ultra so you've got both crowds going at once i always get asked if i'm gonna go down to that and i'm like mm-hmm. you should at least do it one year especially yeah. after you release your new song entitled well you you guys know i have a new yes. song out right now mm-hmm. with with dj randy and gypsta it's called last night it just no, I didn't it came know that. it just came out right before christmas oh congratulations so, wow. 
Now, yeah. when is oh. if I had a pussy out of the world? <laughs> well, it's not actually called that, but um, it's it's called um, I'd rule the world. A woman's got the power. We we just we chose to hold that because Randy and Gypsy and I recorded this track together in the spring, and I knew that Randy was going to be officially releasing it sometime. I didn't know when, and then he contacted me the end of last month, and he has this. So he has this great project. Um, it's a new EP that's out, and he put out like five tracks from that, and one of them is mine. There's also a new track with Nina Flowers on it. Um, it has the Jessica Wild, I Like It Wild, the Randy's remix of it. Rachel Panay is on it, so it's it's really fun. Aha, that yeah, makes a lot of it's sense. It's exciting. Uh, so, Ricky, you're not based here anymore. You're in Nashville. Yeah, um, I was originally from outside of Los Angeles, moved to Nashville about eight years ago, but I'm, I'm back like herpes. So oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, re, a reoccurrence. But, yeah, yeah, it's a reoccurrence when you least expect me. Yeah, <laughs> He but, is dedicated to the idea of living here, though. Y'all. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Tell us about how, it's, how it is living in Nashville. Culture shock, and it's been eight years. Um, you look the part, though. You sound the part, though. Oh. Oh, so that's now. kind of an insult. Right. <laughs> no, it's yeah, not. But, uh, that's a nice thing to but say. No, uh, like right. you totally look like a country, <laughs> country iconic, boy. you know, singer. And uh, how, how are the folks treating you down there, honey? <laughs> yeah, please. People, uh, folks nice to you down in Nashville? For the most part, yeah. I mean, it is the South. It is the Bible Belt. So you're going to have a lot of backlash from the extremists of any religion. Give me one example of that in your Always world. at Pride every year. You've got the... People outside uh, that are the softcore Westboro Baptist Church, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you so know, basically, one church. It's down actually it's several churches. Oh, uh, it's not just one, but they—they they, uh, at least I've, I've I've noticed at different intervals they do different things. Uh, but yeah, they just sort of heckle and and sit, spit out yeah. biblical verses. So Nashua has a, a gay pride every year. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We've had uh, curly headline. We've had. I'm trying to think of who are some who are some of other, uh, some of the other headliners were. I think we had. Um, uh, who sings the song "Somebody Loves You"? I'm brain lapsing right now. Betty Who? Betty Who? Yes, we had her one year. I love Betty Who. Um, and it's well attended. Oh yeah, it's it's like, fairly well attended. Uh-huh. Well, Nashville's a huge city, and it it's like very. City. It's one of the most progressive in the South. You have it to really acknowledge is. that, and, then, and it's at the forefront of all things, not just in country music, but a lot of pop music is starting to oh, like, yeah, migrate definitely. there too. So definitely. it's a very great place to be creatively. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yet yeah, you have the fringe. Yeah, coming down on you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No matter well, no matter what industry you're in, it's it's always going to be that way. So now I see here on your bio that you also DJ at one of the biggest gay clubs in Nashville. Play, uh, right? play dance bar. Yes, I'm I'm there on occasion. Um, and then Tribe is the coinciding bar, uh, owned by the same uh, same people. Mm-hmm. Um, Tribe's the uh, the bar and plays the dance club. So and if folks go there, you know, next time they visit Nashville, uh, what what would they expect on a night that you you know. Uh, the residency DJ. Again, just an eclectic set, a fun set, you know, old favorites, new favorites, stuff you may have never heard before. A whole entourage of different things. But plays a great dance, um, a great club because of the fact that they also do some pretty spectacular huge headlining drag oh, yeah. shows too oh like, yeah I, mean, I know that the princess moved down there I know. Uh, princess was one of our girls originally then she moved to florida mm-hmm. and then came back and i know that you guys have um jaden dior fierce mm-hmm. uh she's from one of the more recent seasons mm-hmm. um and, and um one of the girls from florida moved up there for a while too um uh sarah andrews i believe was one of the other ones um i'm trying to remember her name i know she was in florida she was in orlando at one point so mm-hmm. but they always have like bring it you know they're 
the biggest gay club oh, yeah, for, in the for, area. Well, this is, sure. yeah, it's intriguing. I didn't know Nashville had a, a thriving gay scene. Yeah, it, strangely enough, it, it really does. We, we're kind of a blue blip in a red state. So, um, you know, we're, we're very progressive on that. Um, I, I know for New Year's out there, they've got Ginger Minge. So, I mean, we're, we're bringing in girls left and right from the various mm-hmm. seasons of RuPaul's uh, drag show. Oh, um, Poyo, have you been down there yet? Well, I've never been to play. Um, when I went to Nashville and partied in Nashville, I went to the Connection, which is at like where that all is of, uh, no longer yeah. there in Nashville. Yeah. It is still in Louisville, though. But it's not in Nashville. But it was like I thought it was amazing. I mean, from a San Francisco perspective, first of all, you have to understand in San Francisco, space is an absolute fucking premium. Oh yeah. And in Nashville, they don't quite have that problem. This the place was humongous. It was ah. so huge. This was many many years ago. It was in two thousand. But the place I was, was there so too that same year. And LP, they stopped yeah. production. The whole DJ stopped spinning, and this big stage opened up, and all the girls just came out, and everyone swarmed to that auditorium uh, and paid bucks to see these. Girls. Absolutely, they had a, they had a full on um, theatrical style production for their drag show. It's very similar to the Parliament House in Orlando. Yeah, but it was incredible. The, the the club was so fucking huge. It had a souvenir shop, bitch. A souvenir yes, shop. Try getting that at the edge. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> There's no room for it, girl. Right. Try, like I I host the, the biggest club in all of the Castro, and you, we still don't. We're have speaking room for that. about the cafe. Yeah, the ca- well, the cafe space wise is the biggest club in in the Castro. Square footage. It, hold, it holds yeah. 550 people. It is a nice space. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Pearl's talking about her fabulous show. How long has this been going on now? Your show's five years. Sunday. We celebrated five years this year. The Glamazon. In November. But I think we're going to officially celebrate our five year anniversary at yes. the end of January. Shout Ooh, out to the Glamazon. Perliqua, you're back this weekend. I am Remember? back this weekend. Mm-hmm. Perliqua is yeah. with me. I'm there on Sunday. So you so. guys come out. Come out. She's going to twerk it, work it. Do the Pearl wheel. I'll twirl a little bit for you guys. Fabulous, Pearl. Pearl is a busy lady. Yeah, I'm I finally. Yeah. This weekend slowing down, but no, I'm, I'm I'm booked. This this week is crazy for me too because I'm I'm ho- if you're sober and in San Francisco and you want something to do, um, I'm like I'm hosting the annual sober uh, New Year's Eve Academy. dance. Where? At It's going to be at the Harvey Milk Academy um, oh. on New Year's Eve night. And then the next day, like I have to get right back up because Ricky and I are at the lookout. We talked about that. Then mm-hmm. Sunday, I'm at the cafe. And Monday, I'm with Mahoney at Mahogany, Mahogany Mondays. Fabulous. Now, Ricky, after the lookout, after this fabulous show, New Year's Eve night and then the day, what's what does 2016 look like for you? So far, busy. And that's how I intend to keep it. <laughs> Um, yeah, the day my date book is empty is the day I stop completely. <laughs> What's the next gig after this one? Uh, the next major gig after this one, um, I'm doing a, an event in Nashville. It's mostly bachata music for a Latin oh. event called Noche Latina. Oh. I love horchata. Now, how, you do you, uh, how is it that, uh, where did you become educated with Latin music? Uh, strangely enough, I didn't become educated with it until I actually had to DJ it. Um, I, I kind of got short notice on it, and so I was just raiding various sites on various salsa latin music things yeah. of that nature and ad libbed the, the entire set as i went along but the, the thing they wanted most was bachata so that's what i stuck with mm-hmm. and bachata is mexican yeah it, it, it's guitars the the conga like beautiful drums. string yeah uh, yeah yeah it, it, it's got such a weird rhythm at times though it, it tends to go from uh, about a four count to a five or six count at one at any given point so it's it's it can be a bit difficult to work with but the one thing i learned about it is everything's in the same key 
So mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you are, it all sounds the same. <laughs> now, are you attracted to Latin men? Uh, I'm attracted to anybody who isn't an idiot. I love ah, that there you go. I Good love answer. That answer. And are you in a relationship now? Here we go. Eh, no, not really. Oh. Not really. Not really, no. <laughs> well, Ron and I, Ron and I were not engaged really. at, what at does one that mean, point, Poyle? but it, it just, the what, distance What did between... you just say, you and Poyle? No. No, uh, no but we we'll work on it. We gotta clean out your ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not me and Poyle, but we'll work on it. We'll, we'll, we'll send that, the videos out. That's and never gonna happen. It's just so, he's <laughs> oh, so... Oh, I know why, too. He's so pale. <laughs> yeah. He's too <laughs> pale. Yeah, it's because, it's because I live in the nightlife. I gotta keep my gothic pallor up. Exactly. But uh, n- so not, Ron, my DJ yeah. mentor and I were engaged at one point. He proposed to me at Pride in Nashville. Um, uh, oh. Our headliner that year was Maya. When was and this? Caswell. Last year? Or? This was, uh, yeah, June last year. Oh. Well, um, but we, he moved to Chicago, and I stayed in Nashville, and my heart's kind of been set on San Francisco, so... Oh, do you want to move here? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, oh my God. Twika. Oh, my God. Welcome to the interview, Tweeka. <laughs> well, come on and come on down. Oh, my God. That's the third time he said it. Right. <laughs> You've been saying that all along. And I'm the one who's been drinking. That's the yeah. sad part. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just the distance between us and us being in two different positions in our lives, it... it didn't pan out. So explain what those positions are. Oh, my like, uh, oh, oh use your imagination. Uh, one, one leg up on a countertop and the other one on the dresser. Yeah. Let me like, put it this way. Two DJ tops should not date. Um, uh, well, luckily, yeah. you guys oh. know each other. And um, <laughs> yeah, Pearl wait. needs a moment. Now listen, it's 7.55. We have to do final thoughts. That, thank you for thank saving you, this. So the final thoughts is, oh, two tops. That's so interesting. No, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> well, honey, uh, first of all, two tops is never going to ever happen in any relationship in San Francisco. So. Never. So um, final thoughts. Uh, I'm really excited about 2016. I've got a lot of big projects lined up. And you know, my first one of 2016 is Come See Me and DJ Ricky Six. Both of us, different times, but same location. Look out on New Year's Day. Yes. Next. I guess I'll go. Um <laughs> 2016, you know, it's it's going to be a good year. I mean, this year we, everybody was pissed off about everything. So let's mm. let's make it worse next year. Let's piss them off even more. <laughs> LP. Um, this year's also been this year's also been crazy busy, but opening eye opening for me. So next Ooh. year, um, I just say live passionately. Um, Live your passion. Live your dreams. I love that. And I want to. I want next year to be a brown eye. Clayton, hello. Last thoughts, dear. Do what you love to do. You know, don't ever give up. Don't ever stop. Always keep networking. Keep promoting yourself. Keep marketing yourself. You'll 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 get where you're going. Oh. Girl, they, this is like Oprah up in right. here. I know. Like, <laughs> it's the veal. Really uh, yeah, nominate us for an Emmy. Right. <laughs> All right, you guys. You guys can catch me this Sunday at the Glamazon with Poyo Del Mar. Yes! Showtime. Showtime is at 9.30. We have special guests from San Jose, Helen Hills. And who else is in the cast? Girl, she's from Stockton. Stockton. Yes, my bad girl. It's you and her. And um, it was going to be MGM Grand, but she is ill. Oh. So we'll have a surprise performer i'm gonna mm-hmm. try to right. fish around bitch now you guys tune in every wednesday here at house of pride radio from 6 to 8 p.m at mutinyradio.fm 
That's right. Uh, thanks, folks, for coming on tonight. I don't have any last thoughts spoiled. I know. I just wanted, I was waiting to see which Dolly Parton song you were going to take us out right. with, Pearl. <laughs> the, the only last thoughts I have is that Pearl has a lot of bling on today, and I can't get my I eyes know. off of it. Actually, yeah, you suffer from ADOSS. Attention yes. deficit. Ooh, shiny stuff. Shiny. Right. And then also I have sea legs because I've been DJing on the boat Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I have to DJ I'm on the boat tomorrow on night. <laughs> so I, I feel rocking going on, so I'm disoriented. But uh, thank you for coming on, everyone. Let's have a nice round of applause, Pearl. For our guests. Yes, yes. Join in next Wednesday. You don't know until it happens to you. <laughs> next year, I will. Next year, next week, I will meet you guys. I am woman, hear me roar. In numbers too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all before. And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep me down again Whoa, yes, I'm wise But it's wisdom for the pain Yes, I paid the price But look how much I gained If I have to, I can do anything I am strong It only serves to make me more determined to achieve my final goal. And I come back even stronger, not a novice.